Good morning. Real Al Ribby is sitting out there. <laughs> Today's scripture is from Luke chapter 14, beginning with the 25th verse. Now large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yet even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether there is enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going out to wage war against another king will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If he cannot, then while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can come, become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Bob. You may be seated. God's grace and peace to all of you. Amen. So I remember a business trip I made to Denver back when I worked in mortgage banking. Due to flight delays, we arrived later than anticipated. So our team had to immediately gather in the hotel conference space to get everything uh, set up and planned for the next day. We were rolling out technology updates to all the bankers across the country and I was facilitating the training along with my colleagues, so I would be up front all week. I didn't get back to my hotel room until late, and as I unpacked my suitcase, I quickly realized I had forgotten all my pants. In an attempt to be organized, I had laid out all of my pants on the back of the chair and then forgot them there. The jeans I was wearing were the only pants I had. Now, this was way before business casual or next day shipping. There were no clothing stores open that late, and as a 5'11 person, my inseam was longer than anyone who had traveled with me. It was obvious that well-planned professional business attire meant nothing without the pants. Now, believe me, that week I got so many comments, nice pants, Beth, I haven't seen those before, Beth. And even 25 years later, when I run into old colleagues, they remember this trip and always say, Beth, just remember to pack your pants. 
Of course, humor is the only coping mechanism when you hear a story like this. Jesus is just so direct as he speaks to those crowds. None of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all of your possessions. And these possessions are not just what you pack in your suitcase or what gets left in your closet, your electric car and Apple TV, but it also includes family and relationships. When Jesus says, hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even life itself. The original word, hate, doesn't mean like despise. It means detach from. Not really the message that we want to hear on Labor Day when everyone is so curious what this fall will be like. I don't know if you saw the article in the Star Tribune last week about that, how churches are using donuts and llamas and other things to bring people back to church. I think the stat was 27% of people actually worship regularly now on Sunday mornings. The question is, will people even come back? So I'm not sure, Jesus, if this is the message you want to lead with. Hate your family, carry a cross, and give up your possessions, and then you can follow me. Maybe, though, there is some understanding and compassion from Jesus that these crowds just never let up. While Jesus eats with Pharisees and tax collectors alike, the crowds wait in streets, and they travel the countryside so desperate to hear from Jesus that there's more to life than what meets the eye. They keep following God in flesh who meets them where we are, where they are, the one who will cross boundaries to find people in the margins offering physical healing and a promise that they matter, even if they have never felt that before. Jesus is inching closer to Jerusalem, where his death will meet him as he carries a cross and lets power have its way. And Jesus knows, even then, that the crowds have no clue how far God will go to reveal that love is greater than fear or even death. Jesus, on that day that these words were spoken, sees firsthand how fickle humans really are. We want the faith, but we don't want the commitment. Give us the grace, God, but only when we really need it, only when we run out of wherewithal and innovative options for how we can save and protect ourselves from how fair and hard this life can be. Maybe Jesus was just tired after so many months of encountering this world that God loves so much. You see, even Jesus cannot escape human imperfectness, imperfectionist. Maybe it's helpful to go back to where Jesus is headed, Jerusalem, and go back to Good Friday where there are no crowds at the cross 
The disciples have denied and fled, and in Luke, even the criminals hang with Jesus derided him. There is not a worldly procession or a human relationship that can keep this death from happening. Jesus is left alone to die. It is finished. And from that place of death, Jesus finds his followers who have fled and denied, and he breathes them back to life. You see, we're not abandoned in our fickle faith and our attachment to things. There is a way ahead, but it takes taking the next step to believe that the ending is actually a beginning and a place of hope. Mount Olivet, we cannot go back to the fall of 2019. The world has changed and we have changed and some of the ways of church that we have known and loved will not hold for what is needed ahead. Maybe Jesus is telling us to look up from our preoccupation to remind us that we cannot prepare or pack for what's coming around the bend. Because when relationships end, when you are touched by death or crisis, when you don't know where your nourishment will come, physical or spiritual, to sustain one more day, then following and trusting become not an obligation, but a promise. Then we can hear that we are to take this next step and know that God will meet us there, opening up a future and trusting us to speak truth and bear love and form community, and trusting us with this work to go on our way, extend and receive peace. And that is where Jesus will meet us. Now, before we squeeze the last drop of juice from this summer, I invite you to take a walk to the other side of church. Over yonder where we have our labyrinth, there you will find community gardens that began with tiny seeds and flailing sprouts that have slow, slowly produced abundant fresh vegetables to feed neighbors. And along with those community gardens, a small group of people have felt called to plant native plants, to encourage bees to pollinate, to bring back the wildness of the land that was home to the Dakota people before Minnesota was even a state. And so these everyday uncertified gardeners dig up buckthorn and they lay donated bricks to form garden beds and they even have asked anyone for plant clippings to plant alongside each other to restore the land. Now, they could have mustered enough money to hire professionals to make it look perfect, but instead they know that dirt in fingernails reminds them where they come from and to realize that it takes people working together to pick the weeds to trust the vision of what will grow beyond what we can imagine. To discover the joy in the shared work and that faith is something that we will grow when we detach enough 
to dig in and notice. Jesus is right about this. This life of faith is not about perfect family photos, making life as easy as possible, or well-packed suitcases. The faith to follow Jesus is simply a gift, one that is received that we cannot buy or store away. And this faith even comes today in the speaking of this word, in this meal, and it will be given and nurtured in all that lies ahead for us, Mount Olivet. A promise to hold in your heart and also in the back pocket of whatever pants you are wearing. Amen.